Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Amir, with my co-host today, Jordan, and a very, very special guest. We have Den Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick on today's show. I've been really, really excited for this episode. Super excited to have you on today's show to talk all things Broncos, offseason, your rehab, everything that's going on with you right now, man. But you know, without further ado, how are you doing, Tim? It's great to have you on the show. I'm good, man. Doing better now. It's been a long time coming to talk to you guys. I'm just happy to be here. Yes, sir. Got that uh, edit on Instagram. That was a uh, that um I, you know obviously I posted there and I you know a lot of people really like that. I'm glad to have you on the show now. Um, obviously uh, one of my favorite players, easily by far, and I know I could speak for Jordan at the same time. Um, you know definitely uh, one of the best you know offensive players on this team and players in general. And really excited to have you on today's show to talk all things Broncos. And uh, first, just you know for everyone out there, you know even if you're not a Broncos fan, uh, Tim Patrick been in the NFL six years now. Uh, spent time with the Ravens the Niners before signing with the Denver Broncos. Um, my first thing I got to ask you today is, like, I've, I haven't seen you in a lot of, like, interviews. Just, like, the one thing that stands out is just how confident you are in your game and how confident you are in the fact that you're just virtually unguardable at the NFL level. What makes you so confident, you know, specifically in your game that makes you feel like when you're lining up across from a DB, whether he's playing on or pressing you, what makes you feel like every single play that you're going to be coming down with a catch? Uh... Honestly, it's just, it's my mentality, the guys I've been in the room with as a receiver and not having, I guess, the fans, the coaches, not all on your side. So you kind of got to be your, your number one supporter. Sometimes that's a good job to him. Like, hey, it was a good route, even when nobody else says it. So I kind of just built up that confidence when I was just, I felt like I was by myself out there. So now where I'm at a point where people show me love on their own, um, it's 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 something that's always been there, just getting broadcasting now at this point. Okay. Um, you know, Tim, um, you know, obviously coming out of college and everything like that, you went undrafted. You know, can you kind of tell us, you know, your story, you know, like your reaction to being undrafted and then, you know, your initial reaction to find out, you know, that you were going to, you know, become a Bronco? Um, I didn't think I was going to be undrafted. I know my chances were very slim just because I only played a few college games, but I felt like I'd, I'd done enough. My film was good, and then my pro day was great. So I thought I'll get a chance just because I was an athlete. Somebody felt like they could have done something with me. And once I did, then it hurt a little bit, but uh, it was just it was just my road. Nothing in my road has been easy, so I should have I known it was going to come down to that. But... You always got to have hope it, it, it's going to turn out different. Um, and becoming a Bronco, it, it was it was amazing because it was my first time being on the team during the actual season and not just a training camp body. So it was it was exciting getting cut by them twice, getting brought back. It was a it was just a huge eye opener, understanding the business of it when you're like a bottom of the roster guy. Understanding it's not always football that's going to get you cut. There's always somebody else could get injured and they'll make you get cut because somebody else got injured. And it just made me understand the game a little bit more and understood that I needed to put myself in a situation where I'm not a guy getting cut off of for no reason. And that was just another thing I went into the offseason to work hard. Yeah, one thing we kind of like to do on the show kind of moving forward is uh, when we have players on here, we kind of like to talk more about, you know, the person rather than the player all the time. I feel like the players, you know, more or excuse me, the person's more important, you know, um, obviously you, Tim, 
Um, what is what is kind of the reason that you play the, the game of football? What is kind of something that motivates you, fuels you to keep playing and, you know, striving to be one of the greatest? And what kind of fuels that fire year in and year out? And what, what do you believe got you to where you are today? Uh, football has been the most consistent thing in my life. So it's 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 um it's given me a lot. It's given me the opportunity to take care of my family. It's given me the opportunity to be somewhat of a therapist for me. When stuff isn't going right in the world, man, I go on that field and I forget everything. Um, I've been playing it for so long. My dad started me early, became a coach, so he could start me earlier than the age limit. So for a large part of my life, all I knew was football. So um, I think it's only right that I, I give everything I can to because it's given me so much. Okay. Yeah, Tim, you know, um, you know, kind of like what Amir said, you know, I, I, me personally, I just really want to give you props. You know, I think when you first got here, I think we, we still had DT, Emmanuel, and, um, you know, a lot of these guys, and, you know, you were kind of sitting at the bottom. You know, I just want to give you props, you know, because you did have to fight your way up, you know, because those guys had won Super Bowls. They were considered one of the best duos ever. And you kind of just stepped in, you know, when I think some of the guys got traded and you just took advantage of your opportunity. and You balled out, man, and it ended up giving you a contract and you're here long term in Denver. So I just want to say, man, congrats on everything, man. Like I said, I love your game. I'm, just, <laughs> I appreciate bro, I'm, I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a huge fan, bro. Like It's crazy. <laughs> like me and my brother, we always talk about Tim Patrick. And it, it, it man, it sucked this year to see you go down and everything like that. Um, I hope the rehab is going really well, and I can't wait to see you with Sean Payton and everybody. No, that's love, man. I appreciate that. appreciate that. Injury happened. Everybody knows the season then goes as we planned, but the injury for me happened at the perfect time. I ended up having a daughter this year, and I was able to really, to really enjoy that. And you see, that obviously, if I, I felt like if I was playing the season, it would have went the same way. But since I was hurt and the way the season went, man, it – all of it was a blessing in disguise, always trying to find the good things out of bad situations. And there was multiple good things that have happened because of it. And I feel like I'm just going to become a better player because of it. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a fun ride this year. I can promise you that. For sure. That's the, uh, the best mentality to have going forward. And I know Jordan mentioned a little bit about, uh, you know, DT. Obviously, one of the greats in Broncos history and someone you got to obviously play with there in the wide receiver room. Um, obviously, you saw him get traded uh, to Houston. Um, you know, that obviously wasn't, you know, the move that we wanted as fans and as, you know, as the players as well. And obviously, unfortunately for, you know, all of the NFL world, he passed away, um, you know, a few years ago. And obviously that Lions game, you know, where you guys kind of commemorated and honored him was a beautiful thing to say. You don't really see that, you know, very often. And I'm really happy that everything was done the way it was done. And obviously the way Cortland Sutton honored him was definitely emotional for all of Broncos country. What was it like, you know, playing in that game and, you know, kind of, um, you know, just kind of honoring him. I know they had the uh, the uh, 88 numbers on the sidelines as well, Um, you know, kind of honoring him. What was it like, you know, honoring one when when of the guys that you could call when you're friends? Uh, it, was, it was hard. Uh, crazy thing is I've had two family members pass away during um, – right before games, and those were hard. But this was a different type of hard because it was a player. So, like, everything they did at the game was recognizing him. So when you think you you have a break from not thinking about it and you could just focus on the game, you got highlights popping up every time out break and uh, it's hard not to look at them. Um, it it was probably the hardest game I ever played and it was very emotional, but it was also also just 
just seeing the love that the community gave, the team gave him was was nice to see. But I was I was by far probably the hardest NFL game I played in. Yeah, I, like I'll speak for Amir too. I remember when it happened, man. It was just such a such a tragic thing. And you know, um, I, I was gonna ask you the same question too. You know, I'm just glad you guys went out there and got the win. Um, but you know, just I want to shift topic a little bit. You know, obviously. It's a new coaching staff, new game plan for this season. You know, have you had a chance to meet any of the new coaches? And if you have, you know, like what's your what's your whole take on this new coaching staff with Sean Payton? Uh, yeah, man. I, well, I'm rehabbing, so I've met pretty much everybody, uh, pretty much everybody, and it's just a it's a different feel, man. It's it's obviously it's a it's a good feeling, but it's a it's a sense of accountability is going to be held at a very high standard in the building now. Um, you can feel that you're going to have to earn everything that you want. And that's what football is about, man, just just earning it. And obviously, Sean Payton was a big hire for us. He's one of the most winningest head coaches in NFL history. And he's done this before, and he's done it at a high level for many years. So we're kind of at the point now where it's like, all right, we got the quarterback, we got the head coach. <laughs> now everybody else got to get on board because yeah. there's nothing more we could do. So at, at this point, it's all on the players. And you got to enjoy that because er they did everything for us to succeed. Now it's on us to play at the level that everybody expects us to play at. That's facts. Yeah. Um, obviously you guys traded uh, for Russell Wilson last year and obviously things didn't really go how we wanted last year, but ultimately there's a whole environment change for him. You know, the, obviously the whole coaching, uh, you know, thing that went on and obviously the season just didn't go how to, you know, the Broncos anticipated and ultimately there's going to be a new, um, you know, direction that the franchise is heading in, a, you know, a new culture essentially. And obviously, you know, you being one of, you know, Russell Wilson's biggest targets in training camp and OTAs last year, what was that kind of like, you know, I see on Twitter and Instagram, you guys have, you know, it seems like you guys have developed a pretty strong, uh, you know, friendship, uh, you know, from a quarterback to a wide receiver. How, how has that like been, you know, with him? And um, obviously it's been, it was definitely very hard for you to see him constantly take hits over the course of the season as well from the media. Yeah, it was, uh, all right, you asked about three questions in that one. What you want me to <laughs> I, I talk too much. I talk too much. <laughs> Good, bro. So first, uh, how, how is it like, you know, playing with him and just being kind of like a, a friend to him? Uh, it's, it's, it was, it's different because you don't really meet people with the same mindset as you. And when you do, it's kind of weird because you always expect yourself to like be different in a way. And we're kind of, we're built the same way. So it was, it was, it was fun, man. It was, uh, everything he does, man, it's, uh, it makes you want to up your level. When you when you think you're doing enough, I promise you he's doing more than you. <laughs> and uh, he just makes you want to up your game. I know it didn't go as planned last year, but I think the only people that have luck like that is Tom Brady when everything just goes right the first year. So, <laughs> so uh, I think I think uh, he needed this situation. I think our team needed this situation. Because we were obviously we we're very confident going into the year, and we had every reason to be. But it, it's, it's good to get humbled and brought back down to reality, so you can really, really uh, understand. Like it's not just going to happen. There, there's more things you got to do to make sure. If you really want to win, you got to take your game to the next level. And I think with the season we had, everybody understanding this this off season, and I think everybody's going to come back with a fight under their ass. Uh, 
Can I cuss in this or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Tim, you know, um, after the I think it was the 2021 season, you know, you I'm not gonna lie, that season you went crazy. You caught 80 86% of your contested targets downfield. You had the third highest grade among wide receivers in man coverage, and you were the only wide receiver with 70 targets and zero drops. Now I I do your homework. Nah, bro, the crazy thing is, like, I made a video a few years back on my page, man, about some of the most underrated players in the league, and I put you at number five. But I've always wanted to ask, you know, what is it like for you to go out and just have a crazy season like that? You know, like, yeah, you may not have the the highest number of yards and stuff like that, but just Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't give you the recognition that you deserve. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Broncos fans do, but, like, outside the league, nobody really, you know, knew you. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. This dude out here is having no drops, like, 70, like, all these targets with no drops. Yeah, the crazy thing about that, people don't even know that I played with a sportsman here pretty much that whole year. So what what you guys view as my my best year, <laughs> I, I view as I was playing hurt all year. Um, wow. It ended up getting surgery like a week after that season. Wow. Literally a week after. But honestly, I, I understand why I don't get the praise uh, that uh, other people do. The stats don't align. Um, but also I was undrafted. At a, they don't they don't want to talk about an undrafted yeah. guy like that, especially if the stats don't line up with it. So uh, at this point, I'm I'm okay with it. The Broncos showed me by giving me a contract extension how important I was, mm-hmm. and that's all I needed, man. And the, obviously, you want the the world to know to know my game, but at this point, where where I came from. I'm kind of used to it at this point, so I don't, I don't really care, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you you always talk about, and I've heard you say multiple times that every year is a one year deal in the NFL, and I've I've never heard. I, I, me personally, I haven't heard that from any NFL athlete. And I think that's something a lot of athletes should like live by and kind of use as, uh, you know, their I don't know their morals or what they you know should motivate them season you know in and out because with that mentality, you can have more frequent success, the NFL. And I, I just like how, uh, you know, you brought that up in interviews and stuff. Can you kind of elaborate on that comment and how, how that kind of, you know, fuels you year in and year out? Well, when I first, when I first got to the Broncos, I was a team. Most of the guys are still part of the Super Bowl uh, to leave on Chris Harris, Emmanuel. And then uh, we ended up getting, uh, I think Joe Flacco that next year or something like that. But I was around so many talented guys that have won at the highest level. And then most of them either get traded or cut. And I'm like, like some of these guys are gonna go to the Hall of Fame and we're trading them away for a fourth round pick or a second round pick. A guy, (laughs) you don't know that's gonna be good or not. And I'm just thinking in the back of my head, like if they could trade that guy away, they could trade me away for nothing. Yeah, and it just made me realize like they're always looking for the best new talent, like, and it just made me never want to be satisfied because my goal is to never be put in that situation. But in this business, it's more likely to happen. But I want to make sure I do everything possible to make sure that doesn't happen to me. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's more it's more out of fear, honestly than anything. I think fear is what drives me. Fear of being average, fear of getting traded, fear of getting benched is what drives me to continue to work so I'm never put in a situation where I'm in the situation from the guys from the past. And yeah. So that's that's all it is, man. I feel like that's what drives a lot of people is fear. 
And and okay. it's kind of crazy though, because like Jerry Judy just had the, like one of the best second half stretches of any wide receiver in the NFL, and he's he's in the trade talks. Like, so right. I, that's really really interesting to me. If you want to ask that question, go on and ask it, man. Y'all, y'all ain't gotta be scared. I ain't gonna do no interview I mean, with hey, nobody else, so you better yeah. ask. I mean, I mean, I mean, look, I, I, <laughs> I I'll go ahead and ask you, man. You know, just for for one, you know, regarding all the Jerry Judy stuff, you know, like. Is there any, I want to know, like, is there any, like, truth to it? You know, like, how are guys reacting to the, you know, the rumors about him and Sutton being traded and everything like that? You know, what's the, like, what's what's everybody saying and feeling? Uh, the great thing is we don't even really talk. We talked about it early, me and you, early into the offseason. Like, but me and Corp, we have such a, a different relationship where we don't even have to talk football. And that's where our relationship is. Um... Obviously, there's probably some truth to it because that many rumors don't come out without no truth to it. Somebody put it out for a reason. Um, But at the end of the day, like you said, Jerry Judy probably had that second half of the season. He played like a top 10 receiver. He did. It was one of the most impressive things I've seen in, in a while. And it was just something that we've seen already, but he just hasn't put it on the field. And he did it. So, like, I took everybody that asked me this question. He's to me, he's the safest person in our receiver room because I think what Jerry's like 24, maybe mm-hmm. 24, 25. Right, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> Played like a top 10 receiver at the second half of the year. He mm-hmm. still has two years of his rookie deal left. Um, and there's just certain things that people that Jerry does that other people can't do. And you can't coach the stuff that he does. Exactly. So for him to be in the trade rumors, it's it was weird to see, but that just shows you how much a business it is. Because there's only about three Jerry Judys, people that want to watch like Jerry Judy. Jerry Man. Judy, there's Calvin Ridley, and then there was Julio Jones about three, four years ago. Oof. They all run the same routes. So when you're in that category right there, it's hard to believe you want to trade it away. I know people talk about his catching and stuff like that, but that's man, nobody perfect. Everybody goes through a yeah. season with at least one or two drops. Yeah, it, yeah. it don't it don't matter who you are. So for them using that is just an excuse. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Man. And then Cortland Cortland situation is is just it's the same thing. It just it's a new coach. You never know what they want to do. You never know if they fit the scheme. And they're probably they might just put it out there to to wake them up like, hey, this ain't you ain't you're not untouchable. And it, it could have just been like you're not untouchable. Let's like let's you got this year to get this shit going. And uh, I think it, it it was it's a it's a it was a good thing honestly because everybody knows they're not safe, man. When you know you're not safe, man, you gonna do whatever you can to make sure make sure you are safe or as close to safe as you possibly can. Okay. So it's tough to see them in the rumors like that because that was that was weird, especially after the type of year they had. And and people don't realize we've had three or four different head coaches, probably four OCs. Man. And we still find a way to become relevant in this game with all that. So just we have stability now. Now you don't want to give us a chance. So – 
Okay. Yeah. And uh, your guy from uh, Utah, Garrett Bowles, we, we saw him too pop up in trade rumors a little bit. Yeah. Um, how, how is he kind of, you know, taking, I assume that he's completely safe now though, but you know, you, know, you never can say he's completely yeah. safe or anybody's safe. My boy, Garrett, he crazy. So he, he was mad as hell, but he, he gets mad and he get mad in a way where it's like, watch what I do. Watch what I fucking do this year. Get all, get all intense about it. So I love that. He's a he's a different character, but he was definitely mad about it. But the Gears the type to turn his anger into great play. Okay. So I'm excited to see what his, his crazy ass does this year. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Nah, um, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and ask you. Right, like you know, right now you've been with the Broncos a few years. What would you say is like your favorite moment on the Broncos? Like you know, your favorite funniest moment on the Broncos. Uh, favorite moment on the Broncos. Favorite funniest moment on the Broncos. I don't know, bro. There's, there's too many. I'm not gonna lie. Every 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 day walking into that locker room, it's a TV show. <laughs> It is a TV show, man. Uh, some of the stuff I could say, some of the stuff I can't. Mm-hmm. But, like, I sound like one of those typical guys after they retire. Like, it's the locker room stuff that you remember and all that. But it's it's true because the conversations you have in those locker rooms is the conversations you can't have in public. And that's that's what you truly enjoy. But, um, yeah, I'll probably just say the locker room. There's There's been some trips here and there that's been fun. But... Locker room, locker room is a is a show. There's no family. There's no girls around, and you just you just you just tell all your business and see what, and everybody just make fun of you for doing it. So yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we need yeah. to get like a reality TV show for one of these locker rooms one of these days. Nah, you see how hard knocks be going for people. They lose every time they get hard knocks. <laughs> nah. Well, um, can you give me in that case? Can you give me your favorite in game moment? In game moment, because uh, you even had some crazy ones. <laughs> I don't want to be typical and say the cowboy game that was huge. Um, yeah, I probably got to say the Cowboys game because it was a nationally televised game. My whole family was able to watch it. Uh, most importantly, we got the win. But we got the win in a way where everybody had a good game in the receiving yeah. core. I always just talk about the receiving core. Like, we all played good, and they did everything that we're good at. And I think it was a Cowboys game because we all played good. Obviously, I had a good game. And we won, and it was just at the highest level, and it was just every, – everything just went right that game. And it, it was one of the biggest moments of my career so far. So yeah, that that touchdown. Honestly, my favorite play of that game, that touchdown, is that third down, like the third and eight play, and I made a guy miss and I split them. That was my favorite play of the game. I I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, that that uh, Selly on uh, Jordan's flag. That's the toughest thing I've seen from a wide receiver. Like, <laughs> like bro, bro, who's doing that? Dog. I, try do, I try not to get too disrespectful, but I try to go into the past and see what other guys have done against teams and I just try to bring it back up and T.O. did that. T.O. is a legend. We both had 81. I, th- I thought it was only right that I, I go to the start. Once we play that again, I might go to the middle of the field. 
Yeah, was yeah. tough. Nah, 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 it was crazy, man, because I remember going into the game, the hype, um, you know, the hype was all on the Cowboys and everybody's mm-hmm. hyping up Diggs. I think Diggs was in, leading the league in interceptions at the time. Mm-hmm. And you came out there and hit him with the meanest double move. Got him. And you mm-hmm. caught him and you scored. And I, because I, my, like, my mom and my sister are diehard die Cowboys fans. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there going crazy the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm telling, I'm screaming. I've been telling y'all about Tim Patrick, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was crazy, man. Yeah, Cowboy fans is crazy, man. I got, I got it. Got so many DMs for them for like six months straight, man. Just talking <laughs> crazy. Talking so crazy, but they're so reckless. They're they got to the point. I don't know if y'all noticed. I posted it, and I got so many DMs <laughs> that I took it off my story. Oh, wow. That's, that's oh, how many, man. like, bros, like over 100 plus DMs, bro. Just bro. Like, don't ever disrespect the, the, the star <laughs> again, blah, blah, blah. Fuck you, all that, all that bro. I was like, whoa, y'all taking this a little bit too far. I'm gonna go ahead and delete this for y'all. Nah, that's crazy. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you. Um, obviously, some people, um, you know, have talked about how you are kind of one of those uh, trash talkers in the the Broncos wide receiver room. What are those rivalries like with the the Raiders and Chiefs, and especially um, kind of the winning streaks that they have against us right now? What what is kind of you know some things or you know, any moments in particular that have kind of ticked you off or uh, pissed you off at their whether it's their fans or their players? Yeah, the Chiefs. I don't. I don't like. I don't like either of them. Honestly, <laughs> they both do it in different ways. The Chiefs do it in the cocky way. They have every right to be cocky, but to be cocky and not good is like it rubs me the wrong way. Then you try to throw in tough guy with it, it rubs me the wrong way. So the Raiders, Raiders, they the just, Raiders, yeah, Raiders. I knew you were talking about the Raiders. <laughs> uh, just thinking about it just pissed me off. <laughs> the, uh, how can I say this in a politically correct way? I'm not a fan of the Raiders. I'm not a fan of the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are cocky little shits. Raiders, <laughs> it's a grip of fake thugs. It's just, it's bro, it bro. There's so much I could say, but I just like, I love playing against them because it's, it, it just brings the best out of you. Mm-hmm. And you know it's gonna be a dog fight. And if you don't bring your lunch pail with you, you're gonna get ran over. Honestly, and they're fun game. They got their winning streak right now. We had our down years, but that shit over with. He said the Raiders are a group of fake thugs. Mm-hmm. I love that, man. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great quote right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, you get the best competition in those games. Uh, one of my last questions uh, for you. Um, this is something that really, really touched me. I know you uh, you were on like a few days ago. Um, you know, Steve Smith Senior, obviously someone that you uh, you know, you you seem to be good friends with, and uh, you're on his podcast. Uh, cut to it. Um, you're basically just talking a lot about how much your grandmother meant to you and your journey towards you know your pro football career and how she was your rock and one of those main people who believe in you. Uh, me personally, you know, one of the only people that have believed in me and my and like in my life is my mother. And you know, unfortunately, she passed away in uh, 2020, and you know that was around the time that I was kind of applying for colleges and trying to get into college and stuff and you know for that to happen to me it was like you know really is one of the like the down moments in my life and you know to see you talk about that on that show was like really touching and inspiring and just 
I, I don't know really how to put it into words. Like you don't really see this, you know, too many from uh, athletes, you know, talking, you know, a lot about that. And, you know, just talking about how you didn't really talk to anybody. You were just kind of putting your head down work. And that's just kind of why I kind of like motto, you know, my life and, you know, everything I'm trying to do. Like right now I'm a writer for predominantly orange and I'm just trying to make it, you know, the Broncos meeting and all that stuff. And, you know, the, you're, you're bringing that up really to touch me. And I just want to kind of bring that to light here on the show. Oh, no, I appreciate that. Sorry for your loss, bro. I lost, I lost my dad in 2019 right before so so that uh definitely hits home um on what was the question first me and steve smith he went to utah so we got that relationship right there for sure yeah um you want me to talk about my grandma is that what you want me to do i honestly i forgot the question but uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just like I, you know, I just kind of wanted to just like bring that up on the pod. Like you can talk about how kind of like, you know, she was so much important to you and your journey to the NFL and kind of mm-hmm. like how you maybe play the game for her. Like how, how much is it, you know, impacted, you know, your game, whether it's on the field or off the field? Uh, it's impacted everything, man. I, like I said earlier, like sometimes you feel like you're out there by yourself. You're your number one fan. And yeah. during most of my life, my grandma, my grandma was my number one fan. Uh, there was never, now nah, you can't do this or no. It was always, oh, honey, that's great. Like, yeah, keep it going. Like always positive <laughs> words. And uh, everything I do is for her because there was a time people didn't think I was going to make it, but she did. And she always believed into the dream and she invested in the dream. And it sucks that she can't enjoy where I'm at now, but uh i try to make sure every time i step on that field i do something big enough so she could see yeah man that's that's real too um <laughs> on the topic and same year 2019 and 2019 was a really strange and uh I, I i didn't like that year much you know i, I <laughs> lost my uh my uncle my godfather he was really like close it was like my ride or die and stuff like that and uh before he died, he kind of gave me some advice and some inspiration on how to move and everything like that. And I just, I apply that to myself like every day, you know, making right decisions, staying locked in, staying focused on my dreams and want to do, you know, um, my, my, my dream is to be an analyst. Um, I started a sports page about a year ago and stuff like that. So every day I, I thank him and I just, I try to move my life, everything for him. You know what I'm saying? Like just apply myself, just, just remember what he told me, basically stay locked in and stay on the right path. But yeah. yeah that's all you can do, man. It's not popping right now, but sooner or later it's going to pop. And I see you guys. Y'all be having people on here. So you just got to keep going. I promise you I'm not going to do no more interviews with nobody else. So, (laughs) So y'all, I think y'all are the first, like, outside Broncos source I've done an interview with. So That's nice. uh, I I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, that just shows how much work y'all been putting in and definitely noticed. And obviously you guys made a – Fire highlight tape that was just probably the best bro, one I've ever had. So. Bro, I stood I stood up to like four thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, no, hey, it wasn't we. Hey, that that was all Amir. He did. Yeah, yeah he did the Tim Patrick tape. Hey, nah, but it was fired. I get that. I appreciate that was, that was love, man. So I, I had to show my respects by doing this. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, for sure. And I only make those for uh, the best players that we got. So respect <laughs> you. Appreciate yeah. it, bro. Yeah, the, man, the craziest thing is when I first started, I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know how to do none of that. I was like, man, I'm just going to go straight into it. And the first edit, I, Amir, I meant to send it to you so we could play it on the pod. The edit's terrible, by the way. It's not good at all. <laughs> but the first edit I ever made was of you. Like, it was like, I can't remember what 
the video was about. I think it was like the most underrated wide receiver in the league. And it was a view. I found like a whole bunch of highlight tapes of even I put it together. But yeah, I, I went back and I was like, wow, that's crazy. Tim Patrick was my first, like he was like he was my first video. So that's why, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, coming on today's episode. I really do appreciate it. You know, um, obviously you, Judy, and all those guys in the offense are some of my favorite players. You, Judy, Javante, easily my favorite players. And I really do appreciate you taking your time every day because I know you're busy with rehab yeah. and all that stuff. And you're just a busy guy in general. And I really do appreciate you, you know, taking your time out of the day. Like you said, you're not going to go on any other podcast. And I'm going to take the word <laughs> for that. Not <laughs> but, yeah, thank, thank you for hopping on today, man. man seriously. Of course. Of course. Y'all want one more question before I got to go? Um, shoot. I don't know. Cause I ain't doing this no time soon. <laughs> OTA is coming around. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have one. Um, nah, I don't have one. I I, I got off everything. I think I wanted oh, to ask. Okay, you. I got one. I got one last one. I completely forgot to bring it up. So this is kind of like a freebie. Um, mm. a lot of people have asked this. I've seen it on Twitter and stuff. Do you think some random like, not a bum, but like some random person off the street could like go into the NFL? And complete one pass for five yards. One pass for five yards. It will have to be <laughs> the other team has to be in the the worst defense possible. And the <laughs> offense has to have the best play possible for the worst defense possible for all for all of it to work. But honestly, probably not. I played quarterback one time in high school and I was terrified. I never did it again. Jordan, what do you think? Man, no, man. Like, it, it's just crazy because you see all these things like people talking about, man, I could do that. I, I could go in there and catch that pass. I'm like, yeah, you say that until you're running across that field and you think somebody's going to stick exactly. you right across the middle of the field. And you like, uh, uh and you drop yeah, it, you know, man. Completing the pass is not the hard part. It's yeah. completing the pass while you got 300-pound linemen running at you is what makes it hard. Yeah, full speed, and you just see one of them kind of coming at you. you yeah, you see them, and you're like, oh, shit, you got to protect yourself now. Mm -hmm. Bro, see, here's here's my thing. I say yes, and here's why. I think if you can get enough practice, bro, don't do that face. If you can get enough practice, and you do a jet pass, so you, we're doing. So we're doing practice okay. now. We're doing practice. <laughs> That's not, no. so bro, we're practicing okay. for a challenge. <laughs> you can practice for like five. You can practice for like five minutes to do this play. If you got Judy on a jet pass, he's getting you five yards. And I, I didn't I'm say thinking. which pass has to be. All right. I'm thinking so, like, like I said, it, the worst defense has to be called possible. Yeah, because uh, there's time Jerry just got killed by a DN too. <laughs> oh, so, so like all of it, everything has to go as planned. And in football, sure. that's For rare. Sure. It happens like one play a game. For yeah. sure. Yeah, realistically, it's probably not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, uh, you know, with my mentality, I'm going out there going five for five, 80 yards and a touchdown. But yeah, okay. They, they just need to start. <laughs> they need to start like a fans league. A tackle fans league and just let them play and just see how it goes. Yeah, and then if you do good and do good enough, you get a contract with the XFL, and then you go from there and see how it goes. And then if you do good enough there, you go to the league. But we'll see if anybody even make makes it out of the fans league. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, thanks for uh, coming out today's show. I really do appreciate you. If, uh, if you guys are listening on YouTube, make sure you got to hit the like button and subscribe if you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you're over there listening on Apple uh, Podcasts and Spotify, make sure you guys show love over there as well. Hit the follow button, five-star rating. Let us know what you guys think and leave all your feedback on what you thought about today's episode and who you guys want to see on today's episode or you know future episodes with players, insiders, writers, whoever you guys want to have on the show. Obviously, the NFL draft's coming up in uh, late April. We're going to have a lot, you know, plenty of guests on to talk about you know uh, the Broncos, who they 
potentially be drafting in rounds three to six and who they want on. But yeah, it's him. Thank you so much for hopping on today's episode. I'm your host, Amir, with my co-host Jordan uh, and today's guest, Tim Patrick. Until the next one, peace. Appreciate you guys. Did you read that off a of script? Nope, that was all, all off the top. Okay, go ahead then, man. I'll talk to y'all boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, all right, Tim.